Okay, so good morning, everybody. I have 9.30 right on the dot, so we are going to get started. Um, just a quick thing that I'm going to say to everybody right now is the fact that, first of all, thank you for joining Marcy and I. We're excited about this. This idea has been something that has been floating around for a while, and the reason why Marcy is my first guest is that she is the person who held me accountable to getting this done. Sometimes we all need a little push, and my little push came in the form of Marcy Murphy. So please welcome Marcy. Marcy, we're so thrilled to kick Q7. It'll always be the same questions, ladies. So different ladies' answers to these questions, and that's what we want to share with you. So welcome, Marcy. Thank you. So why don't we start with you telling everybody who you are, where you work, and a little bio, which we also will um, supply for everybody, by the way. So Marcy, please. Sure. So I'm Marcy Murphy. I'm with Berkshire Hathaway in Scottsdale, Arizona. Um, I've been in real estate for about 25 years with Mike for almost 20. And um, I don't know, what else do you want to know? How about average number of transactions? How many will you do this year? What's your goal? The goal this year is 85. Good. And what would that mean in terms of income? 1.7 million. Aww. <laughs> Congratulations, yeah. Marcy. Will Thank you hit you. the goal? What's that? Will you hit the goal? I hope so. Good. I'm planning on it. That, well done. And we certainly believe you will. So we have seven questions that are going to be the same questions for every guest we have. So the first question is, tell us about your average day. So an average day, I'm, I'm up at five. Uh, the first thing I do is work out. I shower. I have breakfast with my husband every morning. Nice. I, yeah, I have an affirmation call at seven about 15 minutes of prep time, prospecting for a couple of hours, lead follow-up, return phone calls, role play lunch, and then I'm preparing for, for meetings. And I'm, then I'm out in the afternoon meeting with clients. Um, a little admin, again, always dinner with my husband, and then relaxation with a, a book or we watch The Voice or whatever, and then I'm in bed by nine. So Good, so do you always get home for dinner with your husband or are there times when you just can't make it? Well, I, I always have dinner with my husband. Now, whether that's at six or seven or on worst case scenario, eight, um, even if it's just, I take a break and then I get back into my home office because I have to finish some things, but I will always stop and eat with my husband every day. Is awesome. That, so you're just making time for the things that matter for both business and personal. Absolutely. Yeah, that's, that's a lesson that I learned. Um, luckily, not too, too much of the hard way, but um, about oh, not uh, early in my career, um, my son started to pull away from me. He was only like six years old at the time. He's 20, almost 23 now. And my husband said, it's because you're not present. And if, you know, I know you're on track to be this millionaire agent, but if you don't pay some attention here, you're going to lose us. And he, and, and that was, that's all I had to hear to make some changes. So interesting. You've been able to make the changes and still keep the goal and make the money. 
Yes, it was just a matter of rearranging the scheduling, hiring some of the right people and getting them in place. And um, I had to let go of the attachment of it happening overnight. It, I had to get, I had to be okay with it. it might take a little longer, but I was going to get there anyway. <laughs> For you, that's a really good point. What is the biggest obstacle that you face, Marcy? Well, being expressive, it's time management. Ah, huh. yeah. Okay. And yet you seem to have found the way to deal with that. I am pretty disciplined and everything goes on my calendar. If it's in my calendar, it's going to happen. If it's not on my calendar, it doesn't exist. Um, but I am somewhat easily distracted and that's my biggest challenge. And I think that everything always comes down to habits and mindset. So it's always a matter of what's, what are the right habits I can put into place and what can I do with my mindset to overcome that's, but that that's one challenge that I still, am, I still fight with daily. Probably not uncommon. Do you happen to know anybody else who actually struggles with the same thing? Yeah, yeah, probably everybody. Yeah, it, it really is a challenge. Question number three is, how do you manage your time? And you mentioned that you put everything into your calendar. Um, so are you one of these people who says, if it's not in your calendar, it doesn't exist? Exactly. If it's not in my calendar, it doesn't exist. And everyone, rarely, rarely something important that doesn't get into the calendar doesn't exist and it gets skipped. And it's like, if that happens once every couple of years, wow. um, I make sure it's, it's a big deal and it doesn't happen again. Yeah. My calendar is my, my lifeline. Well, good for you. That's certainly one of the things Mike would always say about following a schedule, having the discipline of having a schedule and then the discipline of following the schedule. So question, do you also schedule your personal time off and what you're going to be doing? Because you do a lot on weekends as well, if I remember correctly. Yes, every everything is in my schedule, personal as well. Um, even dinner, lunch, it says lunch, it says dinner, it says, you know, <laughs> where I'm going for dinner that night. Um, and every Friday is, I have, that's the, my, um, my rock climbing group. And that is a non-negotiable. I, no matter what, I'm done with work by five o'clock on Fridays to get to, to my rock climbing group. That's my downtime. And um, it's the one, one day that my, my, I, I will not book something after five o'clock. Good for you. And you know what? You have to have boundaries. So that's awesome. I, I'm really glad to hear you sharing that with everybody. Yeah. And as you know, I mean, and for some of my friends who are on this call know, my, Valerie and I just came back from Mexico with our dads and our dads are not going to be around forever. And that time is precious too. So reminding yourself to make time for your family. My son still needs some of my undivided attention, even though he's almost 23. My husband needs some of my undivided attention and yeah. it needs to be in the calendars to make sure that it happens. Okay. So if I was listening to this right now, I'd be thinking to myself, how far out in advance do you plan things? Um, pretty far out. Like I have, uh, if a friend wants to say, well, let's, let's book dinner on a Saturday night. 
I'll look at my calendar. I'm like, okay, well, how's October for you? So <laughs> I'm pr scheduled pretty far out. Okay. Now you just mentioned the trip you and Valerie did with your dads and you called it the dad venture, right? Right. Yeah. So that was super cool. I thought that was great to see you, you know, spending time with your dad. Was that something that was planned way out or do you allow yourself to interject things into your schedule? No, that was planned. So that's something that Valerie and her dad have been doing annually for, I think, about 10 years. And I don't know, somewhere around January, February, she called me up and she said, this year, Dad Venture is fishing in Cabo and we want to invite you and your dad to join us. Do you want to go? And it was an easy yes. Wow. So you know what? I'm just going to ask you to take a moment and share what you did because I obviously a lot of people on this call still have their parents. They're all getting older. Uh, this time is special. So just tell everybody what you guys did and for how many days and how it went. Um, we went deep sea fishing just north of Cabo on the Sea of Cortez. And we were there for four days and um, we went ATVing. It was, and it was fabulous. We <laughs> ate a lot and had, I don't know how many margaritas, but more than enough. And we had a very, and we played a lot of Jenga. <laughs> <laughs> how old is your dad? My dad's 78 and Val's dad is 80 and he travels so light. He had just his carry on and a little wheeled bag. And somehow he managed to fit a, his Jenga in there. And um, so, so take advantage of the opportunity when it exists. Absolutely. That is great. So have you planned out all the rest of the year? And do you do this at the beginning of each year? Or are you always like six months ahead of yourself? As far as travel is concerned, um, it, probably six to 12 months ahead. I, I can't say that I really book everything 12 months in advance. Um, there's, you know, some things do get have happened last minute, they come up, you know, last year in March, I have a friend, she lives in uh, the UK, hadn't seen her in years, she called me up and she said, you know, for my 50th birthday, my husband's sending me to New York, can you meet me there? And I said, I'd love to when she said tomorrow. Um, so I said, well, I can't do it tomorrow, but give me till Friday. I'll come for the weekend. And I just changed some things around and made it happen. So, you know, you sometimes you have to be a little more spontaneous, but usually I'm, I'm pretty disciplined with my schedule, like I said, and it, it does get planned out. So you would do, you say you follow your schedule 80% of the time? I try, I, I guess, I mean, up until <laughs> a point, to, to a point, yes, to a point, yes. Absolutely. I mean, my, my morning is, is solid. Um, and things, I, I get a little, I get a little squirrely sometimes in the afternoons. Well, that can happen. And yeah. tell me again, what you're on track to make this year. Well, the goal is 1.7. And I'm, I'm, if you look at my numbers analyzer, I'm not quite on track for it yet, but I'm getting there. Good. Something tells me you're going to make it. Thank you. Question number four is, what is one thing that you do that really makes a difference for you, you know, just in your life daily? Yeah, it's that morning self-care routine. I mean, I'm up, I'm, I'm up at five. I 
run on my elliptical, I stretch, I do my weights, my sit-ups, my meditation, my affirmations. Starting my morning with that self-care and that attention to my mindset is what sets the tone for the entire day. Okay. So do you ever have a morning where it's like, I just don't want to get up? Yes, of course. But um, I do it anyway. And, and I'm always glad I did. Good for you. There's a great little saying right now that, you know, motivation is obviously something that gives us a lot of reasons to do what we do, but discipline is what gets us going on the days that we really don't want to do it. And I just love the fact that that discipline, and if we focus on it, discipline is the one steady motivation can come and go. So it sounds like you're a little bit ahead of us on discipline than probably me. Question number five, how do you deal with overwhelm? Because I'm going to assume that every once in a while, there's just a lot going on in the world of Mar Marcy Murphy. How do you deal with overwhelm? Um, I stop, I, I breathe. If I can take the time to just, even if it's just five minute little meditation, I will. Uh, being expressive, I'm also pretty good at manufacturing joy and excitement. So if I stop and close my eyes and I can, I can get into that feeling place of feeling good and I can, I can definitely get there. I rarely ever get angry, but if overwhelmed, it I just goes, I refer back to my schedule. I, I, I ask myself, what's next? Look at my schedule. I prioritize and just do one thing at a time. So do you feel yourself getting into overwhelm or do you ever just sort of go, ah, I'm in overwhelm? Uh, no, I, I think I feel it coming on and I'll be like, you know, I just need to stop for a second. I need to take a breath. I need to look at what are my priorities and, and just, I know, and I'll take a note, a notepad and I'll just line up outline my priorities because if there's too much and it's not all going to get done in a day it just sometimes it's just not and if that's if that's the case then you got to just make sure the most important things are are the ones that get done first you know marcy i have to tell you that i told mike i was doing this half hour call once a month and he said you know how many people are you expecting to have on the call and i said honestly if three which is my assistant who's monitoring this call, Marcy and I are on this call. I know I'm going to learn something and I'm really excited about that. And I would say to you, your comment of saying that you can manufacture joy and happiness. <laughs> I was thinking I can, I can manifest stress and overwhelm and oh my gosh, there's so many things going on. But I love the fact that you just said, you simply take a moment, breathe, and manufacture that happy feeling. What yep. a great thing to do, Marcy. Thank you. That is, that, I will tell you, no matter what else you say, that will be my one takeaway. I'm going to sit here and take a breath every once in a while and pull a Marcy Murphy. Cool. Yeah. Okay, so question number six is how do you strengthen your mindset? And you mentioned affirmations. Can you share with us some of the affirmations that you do? Um, sure, let's see. Um, I'm lucky, blessed, and loved, and always will be in every way. 
Wow. I, let's see, I, I got off the top of my head. Um, I am a money magnet. I attract unlimited wealth into my life every day. I'm, let's see, I radiate joy, inspiring those around me. And in turn, I am inspired as well. Do the first one one more time. I'm lucky, blessed, and loved, and always will be in every way. Okay. And one more time slowly. So if anybody wants to write this down, they can do so. I am lucky, blessed, and loved, and always will be in every way. That is a great affirmation. No wonder you're excited. Well, you know what's funny, Sabrina, is that sometimes I'll say to my husband, like, we'll just be looking at our lives and go, how did we get so lucky? I mean, we're, we're so lucky with all these amazing things and people and so many reasons why we're so lucky. And my husband says, Marcy, you've been saying it every day since I've met you. <laughs> but that, that's why it's, it's not by accident. So, you know, uh, we have a lot of people right now who are struggling with mindsets, this market, they have to work harder. It's a challenge. Mm-hmm. And yet your affirmation starts right off with heck, that doesn't even come into your world, does it? Nope. So you just create your own market your own reality of what's going to happen in your business and a lot of that comes from I mean I learned to do these things from books I've read it's not I didn't make this up all of this you know the 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 meditation the affirmations the manufacturing those emotions are things I've learned I read like crazy um I have been part of a top producers book club it's it was a um, a mastermind group that got put together in 05. Wow. Morphed into a book club. We originally were just like, you know, a more generic mastermind group, but we start, we realized that this is what we really wanted to be doing. And we became a book club. And some of the people in that book club, we've are still the original members from 05. And we have some people that have come and gone over the years, but we always are reading inspiring books. And I, I with that book club, I read with my team. I always have a book going with my team, my, my, my regular mastermind group. I've got a group of powerful, amazing women that we are always reading a book. I, I generally speaking between the, the audio books I listen to and the books I read both, you know, inspiring books and just novels and things. I probably will have six books going at any given time. Wow. I just know that everybody who is listening right now has two questions. What are you reading currently? Which one, I guess, what's the book club reading currently? I'll ask you that. The book club is reading Meditations by Marcus Aurelius. Really? (laughs) Really. I see Josie nodding her head. Josie's in my book club. Wow. Okay. So tell us a little bit about that book. Well, I'll be honest with you. I just, I just started it. I'm a couple of days behind because I just bought it um, when I got back from Mexico. So I can't even really tell you anything much about it yet, other than it was um, just updated. Um, and I, I'd have to look it up if you want to give me a second. I'll tell you who the author is, unless Josie I, knows off the top of her head. I'm sure they'd love to know. Uh, let's see. Meditations. 
a new translation. And of course, my device doesn't want to play no. nice right now. Uh, let's see. Gregory Hayes. Okay, so he's the author. Well, it's, it's Marcus Aurelius, but Gregory Hayes updated it recently. <laughs> recently, that's great. Okay, so let me ask the other question. Of all the books that you've read on mindset, what is the one book that stands out that you feel helped you the most? The one that had the biggest effect on me that I've read multiple times is Excuse Me, Your Life is Waiting. And do you remember who wrote that? Lynn. I can look it up. Give me a sec. <laughs> Let's see here. Uh, Lynn Grabhorn. Excuse Lynn. me, your life is waiting. That's awesome. Astonishing power of feelings. That's where I learned that to manufacture that those good feelings. So you actually learned that from a, from this book. Mm -hmm. That was your biggest takeaway on that. All right. So hopefully everybody's writing that book down. And what a great idea. Uh, you know, we just don't take the time to read anymore. It's interesting because everybody seems to be rushed and in overwhelm. And I've got all these things. Or maybe that's just my life. As you guys can tell, I'm probably, I'm sitting in a car right now because we're on the road with Mike and uh, you couldn't sit in the hotel. It was too loud. Everything's happening in there. And I'm going, overwhelm is just sort of a natural state for me. So I'm definitely going to buy this book and read this book. I would be very interested in it. So question number seven, Marcy, is what is one piece of advice you'd give to everyone who is listening to our little talk today. So, and of course I knew you were gonna ask me that and I actually had a hard time narrowing it down to just one thing. Um, but I think the most important thing that I can share is a lesson I learned from losing my mom at a relatively young age. And that is that it's really important to have exciting long-term goals, but it's also just as important to have exciting short-term goals. You know, don't wait till you retire to buy the motorhome. Go take the trip to Europe that you've been dreaming about. Work hard, but live your life now. That is a great piece of advice that I think was uh, really underlined after what we went through with COVID. Yes. You know, I, I go back to that every once in a while and go, did that really happen? You know, we're all for two, well, it wasn't two years total that we we're on lockdown, but the mass, the isolation, the being at home, all of that stuff. And now that people can travel once again, there are a lot of people who are doing exactly what you just said. And mm -hmm. that's so important. I love the ideas of saying, you know, these are the things I want to accomplish. Do you have a, Mike has always talked about three goals that you should always identify, places you want to go, things you want to do, and things you want to have. Do you always have something in front of you on a goal board? I do. I have multiple um, boards up. And then I always have one thing that sits in a frame on my desk. That's ah, my, my one the one thing, and this, and this was for a while, a motorhome, but now the motorhome's sitting next to my house. 
Um, <laughs> but I always have one thing that sits in a frame on my desk. And what that is right now is, a, right, it is, is a, it's a picture of what's called the invisible house at Joshua Tree. My, so I, my husband and I sponsor twice a year, we take our climbing crew on a big rock climbing trip to Joshua Tree. And it's, you know, it's, it's camping and we, we provide the location, the food and everything. And everyone just shows up with their gear. We have all the, all the ropes and stuff like that, but I've been wanting to do something bigger. I want to, I mean, there's about 12 people that we do this with. And I've been saying, I want, you know, this, the invisible home at Joshua Tree. It's like, can you imagine if we did this trip, but instead of camping had this luxurious home for them all to be in instead of uh, <laughs> tents. Um, but you know, what, another thing I, I dream of doing is taking them all to Thailand where the climbing is supposed to be phenomenal. My husband says, I don't think they're ready for that yet. Let's do the, let's do the invisible house first. Um, but so, so that's, I, but yes, I always have one, that one thing that sits in a frame on my desk in front of me. And that was an idea I got from um, Neil Schwartz, actually. Awesome. You know what? This is exactly the reason why I'm so glad you held me accountable to making this happen. Because the one thing I know is we have so many amazing people and it's great to have just 30 minutes to hear your story, to know what's going on and what you're doing. And I have a feeling that there are a lot of people on this call who have gotten some really good ideas. And it's just something that, you know, in our experience, because we get to be on the road so much and we get to see so many people every month, you see how some people really struggle with mindset and some people like yourself who just want to share joy and radiate joy. And I'll tell you what, I'm going to tell everybody I now know to call Marcy, just have that little pep up with Marcy, because, you know, you guys on this call are, I'm sure thinking that's infectious and it's just so wonderful to see. Marcy, do you have anyone in your life who is more of a challenge, who isn't always happy, who doesn't see the glass half full? Um, how do you deal with that person? That's a tough one. Um, and the answer is yes, there is, you know, there's a couple people that come to mind. And I mean, to be honest, I, I do my best to avoid being around those people. And when I don't have that option, um, it's, I just, I, I just, I stay centered. And as long as, you know, as long as I'm, I stay centered, it almost, doesn't matter what they what they say or what energy they're radiating as long as I'm I know I'm I you know go into it knowing what to expect and I'm prepared for that 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 um you just need you you know you need to be a little bit stronger when being around them right yeah I mean there's you know there's only so much you can do there's just some people and for the most part, you know, when we have the option to choose not to be around those kind of people, but sometimes they're family that is non-negotiable. Yeah, yeah, and that's true. And, you know, it's interesting because so often we will get questions of how do I help this person in my life or how do I deal with this? And I go back to the old um, saying that Mike always uses from Earl Nightingale of we're not in the business of uplifting the downtrodden. 
And I know that always sounds harsh. And yet the other side is trying to change somebody who doesn't want to change only brings you down. So, you know, that would probably relate to a climbing thing. If somebody's constantly pulling you down, you're not going to get to the top. Very true. Yeah, very true. So final thought, we have two minutes left. What would be your final thought to share with everybody? Um, to, I guess it's, to, like I said before, work hard, but take the time to make sure you have your, your family has your undivided attention or whoever those loved ones are. That, that, and that's the key is that undivided attention that you're not working. Aw, see, look at Valerie. <laughs> right? See, that, how important is that? Um, <laughs> Make the time for the green list then. Huh? I said I have to change my, um, now I can see you guys all. I didn't do that because I'd be way too distracted. So hi, everybody. It's great to see you all. So, um, and you know, Marcy, that is amazing advice. And now that I can see you all, I hope you guys all are enjoying this. And this is exactly what the purpose of Q7 is. As I said, it's not going to be about coaching or necessarily MFO or even ABF, it's celebrating and learning from each other because we all want to be more powerful. We all want to make a difference. And what a great opportunity. It's so nice to see all of you guys. So um, it is now 9.59. And I said to my assistant who started this, we will be exactly 30 minutes. We will start on time. We will end on time. Because of Marcy and Valerie, she was in on this too with keeping me accountable. Our next one will be on July the 12th. So it will always be every other, or I'm sorry, the second Wednesday of every month. And I hope to have, you know, different people, not only realtors, but we are excited about it. There's so many people doing amazing things and we just want to celebrate all of you. So I hope you enjoyed this. Marcy, thank you, thank you, thank you. I hope you all learned something from her. We'll see you next month. Bye, everybody. Thank you.